Sup, you beautiful bastards. Welcome back to the Philip DeFranco Show. Buckle up, make sure you hit that like button, otherwise I will punch you in the throat, and let's just jump into it. Starting with, meet Ohio bus driver, Jackie Miller. How much more do you think anybody can freaking take? <laughs> Shut your mouth. I don't want to hear another goddamn word out of your mouth. Right, so late last month, she was driving a school bus full of junior high students when she smelled perfume, which she said brought back memories from a month prior when a student sprayed perfume, triggering her allergies and causing an asthma attack, with her reportedly warning them to please not spray it again. But this time, she apparently had enough of these kids' bullshit, so she just stopped the bus, marched down the aisle, and the rest was caught on camera by one of the students. I'm done with it. I'm gonna start kicking some fucking serious ass. Do you hear me? Yes. My foot's gonna be so far up your goddamn ass, it's gonna dangle out your goddamn nose. God dang it, I can I, fucking smell it. I didn't spray anything. I'm allergic to this open, shit. Open I didn't head. spray anything. I'm done with it. I'm gonna walk off this goddamn bus right now and let you people walk the fuck home. So the video, which I'll link down to below because these are just snippets, it goes absolutely viral, prompting Miller to resign. But aside from the school statement condemning her outburst, you actually had a ton of people supporting her. People all across the country rallying behind her, calling themselves team bus driver, and in just a week and a half have raised over $100,000 for her retirement fund. And so with this, of course, the question I gotta pass off to you, Who's team you on? Are you a team bus driver or do you think she went too far? And then we've got massive news to talk about with that six-year-old that shot his teacher. Which in case you missed it, we, we've been talking about this since it happened back in January. A six-year-old brought a gun to school in Newport News, Virginia and shot his teacher, 25-year-old Abigail Zwerner. With Abigail having since filed a lawsuit for $40 million accusing the school administration of negligence. Because one, they had been repeatedly warned that the child had a firearm throughout the day and didn't act. And two, they didn't act despite knowing that the child has a history of random acts of violence and that is putting it lightly. In a previous show, we went through the list of alleged incidents and it's wild that it got to this point. And as far as the boy who shot the teacher, we knew that he wasn't going to get charges. But the Newport News Commonwealth's attorney saying they weren't pursuing charges because he's just too young to understand, which led to the bigger question of, okay, is something going to happen with the parents? And boom, the other shoe is now dropped with a grand jury indicting the boy's mother on one charge of felony child neglect and a misdemeanor charge of recklessly leaving a loaded firearm so as to endanger a child. The mother's attorney saying she'll be turning herself in later this week and to expect more details then. And this notably after the boy's family had previously said that they keep the gun locked up and out of reach of children. With the police having yet to officially confirm how the boy got the gun or whether it was secured as the family claimed. And Abigail's attorney saying that they welcome these charges, but more people beyond the mother were responsible for the situation. Specifically saying there were failures and accountability at multiple levels that led to Abby being shot and almost killed. Today's announcement addresses but one of those failures. Our lawsuit makes clear that we believe the school division violated state law and we are pursuing this in civil court. We will not allow school leaders to escape accountability for their role in this tragedy. And while yeah, you could say that those lawyers are chasing money, I also think rightfully so. If everything alleged is as it seems, how are they not responsible? This appears to be the definition of negligence. And then in entertainment news, and online drama news, we should talk about the massive creator and streamer that is Jideon. That's because Jideon yesterday tweeted out that there is a warrant for his arrest in Houston. And as for why, he claimed that it was for a prank video that he made with a creator by the name of Dami that was posted back in February titled, My College Professor Rejected Me. With him appearing to film it on Valentine's Day and interrupting a professor's class so Dami could give her flowers and a heart balloon, even though she clearly does not want them there. They keep in Interrupting her, following her around, kind of causing chaos until she says, Baby! UHPD is about to be your Valentine. Oh, uh, the door. Uh, take this. Please, just please, please, please. No, just take, just take okay, it. Just take, just take. And as this thing keeps going, she threatens to call the police. With the whole incident moving outside as they bother her while she's on the phone, either with security or the police. But the video also ends before any officers get there, so it's unclear if they actually responded. And as far as Gideon, uh, he has given people uh, interesting updates, saying the warrant is specifically for criminal trespassing. He was also taunting the Houston Police Department on Twitter, tweeting, I'm back and in Houston and ain't nothing HPD can do about it. 
10K likes in 10 minutes, I'll take a pic in front of the HPD. But I'm then posting a photo holding a sign that's the same as his caption saying L plus ratio. Also with this, you had some people saying that he was faking it, right? That there was no actual war and he's just doing it for clout. So we actually contacted officials in Harris County where Houston's located, but they couldn't give further details. Though, even with that, we did find an active misdemeanor warrant against him for criminal trespass on the Harris County Sheriff's Office website. And with this, I will say, this story is a late addition. Right? Everything we've heard so far, it's from one side. We're trying to confirm the validity of the warrant and everything happening. But what I will say is whether or not Houston police are actively looking for him, there is a conversation to be had about YouTube pranks getting out of hand. And I'm not talking about like just disrupting classes. Right? There was a YouTuber just last week that's known for pranks who was filming out at a mall who got shot. With a YouTuber, Tanner Cook reportedly saying, I was playing a prank and a simple practical joke and this guy didn't take it very well. With a guy that shot him being charged with aggravated malicious wounding, use of a firearm and the commission of a felony and discharging a firearm within a building. And while Cook is absolutely lucky he's still alive, you were the Washington Post reporting that on Friday, a top prosecutor reviewed the video of the YouTube prankster. And reportedly at that time, they could not rule out charging Cook with a crime. And Cook's father reportedly responding to this news by saying, if you're going to bring charges against my son, go bring charges against TV celebrities and prank shows and everybody else, all the videos of people getting punked on social media. Let's make it so no one can do that anymore. With the prosecutor also adding, in the footage, Cook approaches the shooter in the mall's food court area, gets close to him and follows him for approximately 60 to 90 seconds. Then saying the person told Cook to stop several times and tried to walk away, but then shooting Cook in the abdomen. With the prosecutor noting, you don't know the recipient of this type of prank, where they are or what their trauma might be. They may receive it as being a threat, but also adding nothing that I am saying absolves the shooter for what he did. But as far as how all this is going to shake out or even with the Gideon situation, we're going to have to wait and see. And of course, in the meantime, I'd love to know your thoughts. And then, whether you live in rainy conditions or you're heading to a destination with unpredictable weather, your best move is to have the shoe that you can go anywhere with. And that's exactly where the fantastic sponsor of today's show, Vessi, comes in. Vessi's boardwalk sneakers have been great for playing in the rainy weather with my boys and the best thing I packed for last week's getaway. Because Vessi's are lightweight, waterproof, and snowproof, so you can enjoy a relaxing walk in any weather. And more importantly, they're just really the clutch shoe for when you go on vacation. And they look great. The low cut goes with almost any fit that you can think of. With different colorways, you can pick the right look for you. The boardwalk sneakers are laceless and you can move around without being restricted like with rain boots. But also what I really love are the people at Bessie helping to support programs to create fresh water where it's needed most around the world. Not to mention funding programs that help shape the next generation of water protectors. So go check out the Bessie boardwalk and other styles at Bessie.com slash DeFranco and get 15% off your entire order. Go get your style and size now. And then in business news, we need to talk about weight loss and health because there's so much going on right now. Some exciting, some concerning, which makes absolute sense because it is a massive industry. In 2022, reportedly there were $76 billion in sales in the diet industry. With that number reportedly including a range of things like weight loss, medical programs, diet foods, gym memberships. Most recently, there's been a huge focus on drugs like Ozempic and Wagovi, which is also part of the reason we're seeing former titans in this industry changing things up, actively trying not to become the blockbuster of their world. Weight Watchers, for example, their memberships have just been dwindling. Last year, only having 3.5 million members down from 5 million in 2020. And so what did Weight Watchers do? They bought and acquired a pharmaceutical-based clinical subscription service, meaning they'll be able to offer telehealth options for these medications to their existing millions of customers and their over 20 million former customers. And the stock market absolutely loved this news with Weight Watcher shares jumping over 50% today. There's a very big news that I know has left some people divided, especially regarding the, the controversies around Wagovi. But then on the other bit of weight loss news, we're seeing headlines like losing weight might kill you. And that because there was this shocking revelation from a study published just yesterday looking at around 19,000 adults in the US and Australia. So I think a key thing to keep in mind is that most of the people in this were over the age of 70, though some were just over 65. But they found that for older adults, weight loss is actually associated with higher mortality rates. With them saying that goes for all starting weights, even people who were obese at the beginning of the study. With weight loss, even as small as 5% found to increase the risk of death, especially in older men. And all of this reportedly controlling for health issues from the start, excluding people who had conditions like cardiovascular disease, 
dementia, physical disabilities, or chronic illness. But before you start requesting some Daddy DeFranco's double cheeseburgers, there are a few caveats, right? Other factors may have affected the results, such as changes in activity level, diet quality, and the intentionality of the weight loss. And that last thing is especially important because it's possible that the reason mortality rose for some people is that their weight loss wasn't actually on purpose, right? It's kind of been joked about in the past that there, there's a certain age where when you lose weight, people aren't like, congratulations, or like, oh shit, are you okay? Right? And that's because weight loss can be an early sign for conditions like cancer and dementia or stem from a reduced appetite due to inflammation and hormones. So the correlation here might not necessarily be causation. Plus, the study didn't find any link between weight gain and mortality. I mean, you can't just lower your risk of death by putting on more pounds. So just something to keep in mind, though, uh, for an elder that comes across this video, I just gotta say, don't use this as an excuse to change up your lifestyle. That is a discussion between you and your doctor. And then in international news, tens of thousands of junior doctors in the UK walked off the job today and we're already seeing the massive impact. Right, in this, after just one month ago, some 60,000 junior doctors briefly went on a strike, canceling around 175,000 appointments. But this new demonstration is gonna be longer, lasting four days until 7 a.m. on Saturday. And some saying this could be the most disruptive demonstration in the history of the NHS. With health services bosses estimating some 350,000 operations and appointments have to be canceled, with other staff also having to be drafted for emergency services, critical care, and maternity care. Which, hey, underlines just how essential these junior doctors are to the NHS. They're practically the backbone, making up almost half of all NHS doctors. Yet according to the doctor's trade union, newly qualified medics make just over 14 pounds per hour, which is why they're asking for a 35% raise to make up for inflation. But just like last time, the government's health secretary says, hey, this demand's just unaffordable. Though saying he's willing to negotiate if the strike's called off. But I really don't see that happening because the whole point of this demonstration is to say, hey, we understand things cost. But the government continues down this road of inaction or they listen to our demands, they meet us. Either way, there is a very real cost. And over these next four days, we're gonna give you a little preview of that. And I'll also add, like is often the case, I'm on the side of the workers here. Like for people in the healthcare industry, teachers, pretty much anyone that got like a pat on the back and they were praised as a hero during the pandemic, how do you not just, how are you not furious every fucking day? How everyone thanked you, said we loved you, you're heroes, and then the moment, the moment things got less scary, everyone was like, we can treat you like shit again. You have enough, don't be greedy. It's just a reminder that everything, which of course includes people's feelings, it, it's temporary, it's conditional, and you gotta look out for you. Which is also, I think, anything bad that happens during this strike that they're gonna try and put on these people that are just trying to get a wage that makes sense, that shouldn't fall at their feet, that should fall at the feet of the government. And then, the situation, the civil war in Myanmar, it's giving us new horrific extremes by the day. Since the military overthrew the elected government back in February of 2021, it's been embroiled in a war against a patchwork of opposition militias across the country. And today, one of those militias held a gathering to celebrate the opening of an office in the Northwest when suddenly a fighter jet swoops in. It reportedly dropped one or more bombs directly on the crowd, decimating the crowd. And while the wounded were being carted away, a helicopter swooped in and sprayed gunfire at the survivors. With the rebels saying that several of the deceased were resistance fighters, but claiming most were civilians. With photos and social media showing burned and mutilated bodies as well as flattened buildings and vehicles. With witnesses and independent media reporting at least 100 dead, including at least 30 children, making this the deadliest attack since the coup. And with this, to also give you key background, this internal conflict isn't new in Myanmar. The government has battled armed ethnic groups since declaring independence from Britain back in 1948. But since the military repressed peaceful protests following the coup, pro-democracy forces have allied with some of those ethnic groups to resist the military's rule. And they've put up this extraordinarily united front. And what we've seen in response is the military going on this ruthless terror campaign to squash the rebels 
and slaughtering civilians in the process. With airstrikes like the one we talked about today actually being commonplace on top of soldiers burning down villages and raping women. Each day, each week, each month, there's another horror story. Like last month, you saw the regime reportedly massacring at least 22 people, including monks at a Buddhist monastery. And back in October, they bombed an outdoor concert, killing at least 80 people, including the musicians. With it being estimated that over 3,000 civilians have died since the coup two years ago. And that's in addition to things like 1.4 million people being displaced from their homes and nearly a third of the country in need of humanitarian aid, according to the UN. So in response to all this, human rights advocates have pushed for a ban on aviation fuel sales to the regime, and many Western nations have followed through with arms embargoes, with the U.S. and Britain recently imposing sanctions on companies and individuals who sell jet fuel to the military, which is an absolutely key thing to take away and significant because the military there especially relies on its air power since the rebels have little defense against it, and ground troops are vulnerable to mines and IEDs. Right from the beginning of the coup to January this year, there's been a reported 600 air attacks by the military at a minimum, but they will still be getting supplies because China and Russia. They're continuing to supply the military there with supplies and aircraft. And that's where today's show is going to end. Thank you for being a part of another one of my daily dives in the news. My name's Philip DeFranco. You've just been filled in. I love yo faces and I'll see you tomorrow.